Live from Chicago IL, this is the Bears and Beers podcast. We talk Chicago Bears and Beers. I am Walker. Joining me as always are Flipka and CZ. Happy Sunday morning, boys. Happy Sunday morning, gentlemen. Happy Bears versus Bengals Sunday morning, fellas. Guys, I am so excited this morning. I mean, I can't believe it's finally here. It's been it's been over a year in the making, but it's today is the Andy Dalton revenge game against the Bengals. I mean, this is just going to be an epic performance by Dalton. Don't you guys think? Hey, hey, Walker, can I make a slight correction? Sure. Dalton had a revenge game when he was with the Cowboys. They played the Bengals. Don't correct oh, me on this podcast. Don't God. correct me on this podcast. And, and Dalton threw from, I think, almost three bills in that game. Oh. so Two, touchdowns, you... two touchdowns and a, one pick, maybe. So are you saying that he's going he's gonna to outperform last week's 206-yard one interception, 5.4 yards per attempt uh, effort. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I hope that Nagy maybe lets the guy throw the ball down the field to some of our speed guys that we bragged about in the offseason. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a pipe. Would you, say that, would you say the arrow's pointing up for Andy Dalton today? Uh, I would say the arrow's pointing horizontal to the ground. <laughs> and based on how our <laughs> offensive line plays, he might be, the arrow might be pointing straight into the ground. <laughs> Ah, well, you know what? Maybe it'll be the uh, Bengals revenge game, and, and Justin Fields will actually start playing, and, and we'll get our best quarterback in the field, and and uh, they'll be able to say, "Hey, uh, we, we went with Joe Burrow, and the Bears went with Justin Fields." And Dalton, your spot is is on the bench. That's that's where Dalton should really be. Um, so speaking of this, I want to talk about a little bit of the Bengals' strengths and weaknesses, and how it impacts the Bears here. You know, so the, the Bears. The weakness for the uh, two weaknesses are glaring for the Bengals. Uh, their O line is is a feature O line. So they they drafted Jamar Chase. They maybe they should have drafted Sewell to tackle to protect Burrow. But you know the, their O line versus the Bears pass rush. Guys, are the Bears going to get home this week? I mean, they, they got it. They got to they get some pressure on with this O line they're playing. They're playing. Well, well, here's it. Thing right, you mentioned the Bengals offensive line, and they gave up five sacks last week, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Um, to KC, so or not to KC, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota, yeah, they're 27 um, 24. Yeah. So, but you look at the Bears' pass rush, and they had a, a sack, one sack last week against the Rams, and it came in the fourth quarter, maybe. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> you make the call, is it who's who's the, the best or the worst? I guess, I mean, I I have a feeling that the Bears will be able to get home a few times. Um, hopefully, Robert Quinn can maybe make an impact. Khalil Mack can make an impact. Um, but this could be putrid versus putrid, where maybe the game ends with no sacks from the Bears, but also with, like, the Bengals letting guys run free, but Burrow just getting the ball off in time. Yeah, Flipka, what do you think about Mac? You know, is, is there is his best days behind him, or is he gonna is he gonna show why the Bears give up two first round picks for him and return a little bit back that 2018 form? No, I, I, I have a feeling today he's gonna he's gonna feast, if you will. Um and some so tiger. He's not really a guy. Yeah, I mean he he sort of feels the flow of the game. Um, you know, if the defense is making a couple good plays, yeah, he'll he'll sort of pick it up a little bit. And and I feel like they'll be able to generate pressure against this, as you call putrid offensive line. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mac will start feeling it a little bit. I, I say he has at least 
two and a half stacks today. Two and a half stacks. All right, good. Well, I mentioned this because this should, this should be the Bears' strength. You know, the D line should be the Bears' strength against uh, you know against their, their their glaring weakness. The next the next spot here is weakness out of weakness. We have the Bengals' pass rush against the Bears' O line, and you mentioned that earlier, CZ. So Peters is supposed to play today. Um, if he doesn't play, you know, we go back to uh, uh, Wilkinson. And then they brought up a rookie from the practice squad, Alex Taylor, a rookie from South Carolina State. So that's just, you know, that's weakness on weakness, boys, right? Well, I mean, you have, you have Peters, right? We sign off of a fishing boat. He pulls his hamstring halfway through the game last week. And now he's, you know, quote, unquote, back. But how, how fast is a 39-year-old heal from a hamstring injury when you're not in the greatest shape as it is because you haven't been training to be, play, to be playing football? Yeah. So, I mean, he's probably our, our best bet there. But, again, if we're talking about weakness on weakness or strength on strength or however you want to phrase it, I mean, that left tackle position is a scary thought for the Bears right now. CZ, I got to ask you a question real fast. You sound a little bit windy and I hear a little bit of a whistle back there. What's, uh, what's going on in CZ land right now? Well, I'm walking a dog and okay. his, that's, right. his, that's his chain uh, popping around. His collar is making an appearance on the Bears and Bears podcast. All right. Well, well why don't you have him chime on in there? Give us a little rough, rough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Flipka, is uh, Peters and, and his uh, broken quad going to be able to uh, withstand the Bengals' pressure? Today? Broken quad. I, I sure hope so. I mean, yeah. it, if not, it could be, a, could be a long day. I would say that the, the way you could combat that would be to get your quarterback rolling maybe out of the pocket a little bit, um, maybe some hinge protection for him. But uh, and so, so who, would, who would be a good fit for that sort of offense, gentlemen? Yeah, that would be a certain Justin Fields. It would yes. I was thinking maybe Nick, so, Nick Foles, right? Nick Foles would fit yeah. all that type of thing? Nick Foles. Nick, Nick Foles is, is great on the run. But, <laughs> no, I mean, it could be a situation where maybe, uh, you know, maybe the the the, the uh, turnstile opens wide on the left side and Dalton gets just absolutely rocked and, and the Justin Fields arrow begins. Uh, that'd be Who knows? To see. It would be beautiful, would be beautiful to yeah. see. That, that or Dalton gets to continue to throw the ball. You're five sick. Yards You're field. sick, Walker. Well, I'm a Bears so, you know, so the, the rumors, The rumors circulating on Sports Dog Radio all week were that um, Nagy is now going to implement – couple series of plays for uh, Justin Fields instead of just a random here going for a play and come out. That's going to be more of a series package, which I guess is his way of maybe finagling Fields into the game. The other rumor that has been that I heard on uh, 670 the score was that Nagy actually wants to play Fields, but okay. Pace okay. is pushing for it to be Dalton because they signed him, promised him the number one spot. Oh, he God. doesn't want... He doesn't want other free agents to think that he's full of crap and maybe won't sign here. So, well, again, well, rumors, they, rumors, but yeah. it, it might make them. It, it, when you think about it, it makes a little bit of a sense if you start thinking about things like that. Well, so you, you did name him the starter, and he was the starter week one. But I mean, yep. now everything you, you have an obligation to your team to feel the best possible team to win games. I mean, those guys in the locker room know who that guy is 100%. And if they just keep prolonging it because they made him a promise. That's I, I think you deter free agents from coming there because of that more than anything else. 
Well, and your team's going to eventually quit on you. They're not going to want to play for a coach that's more worried about or a GM that's more worried about, you know, who they signed as opposed to what's going to actually make these guys win because, right, what do they say, NFL, not for long, right? These guys' careers, three, five years maybe, they're not willing to waste a year because the GM made a promise to somebody. Yeah, let's just look, let's just look at Belichick. You know, he, he has Cam Newton, Mac Jones in there competing. He, he goes with Mac Jones and he cuts Newton. You know, he does what he feels is the best football decision. I, we, we probably can't talk about Tom Brady not resigning him, but, you know, he decided to ca- cut Cam Newton. That's the best for the team, best for the locker room. No, no splinter locker room, and that's it. You know, so it's um, a continuous joke there at Hallis Hall Drive. So here, here's a question, right? If, if you remember, drive. if you I, remember I during the preseason, drive. Nagy made a comment that Justin Fields needed to really work on he looked good and everything, but he needed to work on being a true pocket passer. So how many true pocket passers that are successful, that are on winning teams are in the NFL? Tom Brady? I mean, Kirk Cousins is a pocket passer. He sucks. And, and Justin, Her- Justin, Herbert, Justin Herbert's good, but he's, I mean, he, he moves around. He's athletic. You know, Matt Jones, but he's young. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers isn't what he used to be. So I mean, there's not. No, you look. Aaron Rodgers looked great last week. Like it's important to like be able to pass from the pocket. He looked great to Bears fans. Yeah, it was awesome. All right, hey, so I don't know. Let's go. Let's let's look at a strength then. Okay, of the Bengals. No, he's right here. Oh, he's right there. Oh, Oh, there he is. Somebody else chiming in the Bears and Bears here. Who else is on the two dog? Two dogs are saying hi right now. All right, dog. A dog. Oh boy. There you go. All right, so hey. I, in, in some some capacities, I think the Bengals' offensive skill players are better than the Rams' skill players from last week. You got Burrow. He went 263 and two tutties, no interceptions. You got Joe Mixon, 127 yards and a touchdown last week. And then you got Jamar Chase, the rookie, who stretched the field. Seven catches, 101 yards, a touchdown. They got T. Higgins. They got Tyler Boyd. And then we had the Bears' putrid secondary. I used putrid for the second time in the podcast. Jesus. God, I say God awful. Okay. Let me get my thesaurus out here. God awful. And uh, so I, I'm really nervous about today's uh, matchup between their skill players and uh, our secondary boys. Am I wrong? No, that's a, that's a valid concern there, Walker. I mean, if, if, you know, we talked about our defensive line earlier, the defensive front, if they don't quote unquote, get home a couple of times, and they let Joe, Joey Burrow sit back there and pick us apart. It could be a very, very long afternoon. Yeah, Walker, I, I agree with what Flipkin just said. I mean, it, it can be a, it's going to turn into a very long day for our secondary. Um, but I am going to say this. As much as I hope the Bears win, Walker, I do believe I'm playing you in fantasy football. And I do have Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon on my team. So oh. if I can get like a 50 to 45 Bears win, that might help me in all facets. God, let the Bears beat the Packers today, but please allow Brett Favre to throw for three touchdown passes so my fantasy football team can win. Is that what you're basically saying? That is what I'm saying. Listen, here's the thing. Jamar Chase can, can, can fly. He's got that connection with Burroughs from, from college. Yes. Um, you know, they, the, the Bengals have a, a good running attack. Yes. So, I mean, it's going to be a, a hard test for this Bears defense who seems to be aging minute by minute right in front of our eyes. Yeah. Eddie Jackson, Terry, flip go, let me get you going again. Eddie Jackson. Well, apparently uh, Matt Nagy lit a fire under his butt by saying that uh, he will never do that again. 
Really? I'm sure, I'm sure that was a really stern talking to that he got in the locker room from Matt Nagy. Was he wearing uh, a visor or no visor when he said it? I think it was visor on in the okay. locker room, so he doesn't have to make eye contact. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Shifty eyes, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it's it's becoming comical with him back there. Um, it's it's really this is put up or shut up time for him. I mean, the spotlight's on him right now. Would you guys say? I mean, more yeah, than yeah, anybody else, probably agreed. in the secondary. Yeah, he got so, lasted all week. You know, he he's got to start in, instead of you know this new new way of tackling where he gets in there and tries to sort of alligator people down to the ground. He's got to come in there and start getting a shoulder in, maybe, you know, shit, lead with the crown of the helmet, get a, get a penalty call a few times. Just come down. Let, let me see a tackle like you should be tackling and start hurting people. If not, you're, you're going to be on the street come next season. And that's, I mean, Terry, as, as the kids say facts, you're speaking facts right there. Um, spitting truth. Well, it's it's true. I mean, like this guy's supposed to be the leader, right? He gets paid he's supposed to be the leader of the defense as a safety. Listen, if your young corners make a mistake, it sucks, but you can understand it, right? You got two second year players starting at the DB position, but you have veteran safeties who, God knows what they're doing out there. I mean, for the love of Christ, make a tackle. Quit with this running the old lane nonsense and make a play. And to go back to your point about. Nagy really saying like, hey, that won't happen again. How about you come to the guy on the sideline and, and light him up? You know, say something to him during the actual game. Call him out. Put him, put him on blast in front, of it, in front of the whole team. I mean, you got these other coaches, you know, Rabel did it, right? You got all these guys that are coming up to players and saying like, hey, holding him accountable. And our guy doesn't say a word and just watches him walk into the locker room and, oh, don't worry. This won't happen again. He made him know he made a mistake. Like, come on, man. And speaking of the spotlight being on, so the spotlight, I know it's way too early to, to you know, talk about a draft, but CZ, you, you, you uh, maybe it's football, you guys shared a, a tweet that we kind of went into a bit more here and, the, and Pace's 2021 draft. So obviously Fields looks like he should be, you know, a solid player, let's just hope maybe a quarterback the Bears are finally want. But we have Jenkins and Borum both now on IR, Daz Newsom and Thomas Graham both on the practice squad. Uh, and then we finally got our we got our uh, you know our gem out of Tonga starting you know, out of the seventh round because Eddie Goldman's a piece of crap, you know. So how this was an A plus draft according to everybody, and now you look at this, the middle of that draft is gutted. Uh, you know, this is a this it looks god awful. Well, that's I, I use god awful again. I gotta find another thesaurus. <laughs> I, I don't know what's so awful about God, to be honest with you. I, I don't okay. know why you say that. Well, here's um, the thing about, you, right, you, you draft it's brutal. Uh, Newsome. Brutal. You, you draft Newsome. You draft uh, the Thomas um, Graham. Graham. And my fear, at least with Newsome, is he's going to turn into uh, Riley Ridley, right? We draft a guy, and then yep. he just sits on the practice squad, sits on the practice squad, activated for the 53 game, doesn't get any reps. Why waste a pick on him? I don't you know. know. Your scouting either sucks or you have no idea what you're doing once they get to your team. I, I forgot to mention, I forgot to mention Herbert. Herbert, you know, looks, looks like a good kick returner. So we got a nice kick returner out of the thing, too. There we go. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't think you can evaluate a draft until at least three years down the line. All right, so let's, let's, hold, let's hold off a little bit because I still have pretty high hopes for Tevin Jenkins. Hopefully they can get that back issue worked out. And, and Borum, I mean, I think he'll be probably our right tackle. I think we have our bookends out of that draft. You just need to 
give them a couple of years to get their fat asses in shape and uh, get healthy. Tevin Jenkins in the back issues reminds me of Chris Williams, you know, and, and the draft team went to 14 overall, was that maybe a decade ago. And I, I don't know if they really, really even played. I mean, that was just. Are you uh, referring to Chris Williams, the T-Rex that we draft? He has the tiniest arms out of anybody in that draft. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's who I'm referring to. T-Rex with the tiny arms and, and the bad back. So well, he went on to play. He went on to play 13 seasons for the Buffalo Bills, and he had eight Pro Bowls. So there oh, you go. Oh yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Yeah, that's, I just uh, made that up. You made it up. So it's he's classic. not. He's not Mark Colombo. Mark Colombo. He actually had a, uh, some decent. He did. With the Cowboys. He you did. Know, we rehabbed him, brought him back, and then we just said, "Oh yeah." You and then we said, "Enjoy." Now. Yeah, go ahead and go. Go free. Like, uh, why did you rehab me? Uh, speaking of a uh, so the the positive from last week, David Montgomery. 108 yards, 6.8 yards per carry, but it leans right into that yards per carry. Like, why did he only have 16 carries, guys? And, can, you know, what's it going to take for this guy to, you know, consistently get 20 carries a game, 25 carries a game? Because he looks, he looks like a bell cow. Well, so this game is actually going to feature, after one week of football, the top two rushers in the NFL yard-wise between Mixon and Montgomery. But that's your point, Walker. Yeah, that is a nugget. To your point, Walker, Montgomery looked great. I mean, it looked like he really has gotten himself into faster, you know, better shape, better speed. And like you said, you give him 16 carries. He, and he sat almost the entire, I don't know if it was the second quarter. But you got to understand the, the game as a play caller and, and understand the feel, right? Hey, our O-line's crushing people on the run, on the run game. Our running back's looking pretty good. Let's keep this rolling, right? Enough of the gimmicks like, oh, well, I'm, I need to start throwing a pass now because, you know, just because I'm bored, so I'm going to throw a screen pass. Like, go with what's working. Go with the feel of the game and understand, hey, my old line's run blocking well. My running back's cruising. Let's just keep this going. Yeah, and, and Nagy's explanation was that, the, you know, they were so far behind on the scoreboard that it had to start relying on the pass more. And it was like, just didn't make sense because that whole first half, as he was rolling, he, they, he sort of went away from it. I mean, he had that long run, they got into the red zone, and then he completely abandoned the run. I mean, I just – I don't know why why he does that that kind of stuff. I mean, conversely, you'll see um, Montgomery, you know, last year get stuffed, you know, two or three times in a row and he would stick with it. Now he's gashing people for – you know, 15, 20 yards a run, and you're still trying to get away from it. I, I don't understand his philosophy at all. No, and, and you know, I asked a question on Twitter this week. After the season, hopefully Nagy's gone. Who, who, in the, who professionally could hire this guy as an O coordinator, even a quarterback coach, with what he's done here and what he did in that playoff game against Kansas City? I just, it just seems like maybe he just got propped up because of Andy Reid a little bit, guys, and and uh, I obviously hope I'm, I'm wrong. We love the Bears here, but Nagy just, just something's wrong. Right? Something's off. And maybe that's his move. Maybe, you know, you hear Enemy might be leaving for USC. So maybe Matt Nagy slides back into that right-hand man for Andy Reid and stays there for 15, 20 years and calls it a career. Uh, yeah, these guys get rehired. It's just like a reach right of crap. It's really, it's really, it's really crazy. All right, I want to talk about uh, Augustino's Rock and Roll Deli, Carol Stream, West Chicago, our sponsor. Today, fellas, I'm going to mention my, my mom's favorite sandwich there. A little shout-out to, to Sherry. 
a little shout out to Sherry. She loves, and, and Flipka, see, I'm not sure you guys ever had this there, but they make a phenomenal Reuben, a, you know, stacked corned beef, stacked high, the sauerkraut, you know, the Thousand Island dressing. And most you say stacked a mile high, Walker? Stacked mile high, Walker. That's what I would say. And, and uh, the most important part of the Reuben sandwich is they use the, the marble rye bread. You need to have the marble rye bread for a, uh, for a traditional Reuben sandwich. So next time you're over at uh, Augie's, guys, you guys think you're giving it a shot or, or Flipka, is it only going to be the beef? Uh, I'm, I might give that a shot. Uh, that sounds actually pretty damn delicious. Was that, is, did they serve it with the side of uh, cabbage? No, no, it's a sauerkraut. It's not a corned beef sandwich, my friend. It's a Reuben's. So you got it's like going to Frank's and getting one of those Ruben's Ruben crazy thing you guys get there at Frank's a garbage thing wherever they get there in Kenosha, it's got uh, it's got the the Ruben the corned beef you know sliced thin, and then you got the sauerkraut on it. You got the Swiss cheese, you got a little bit of mustard, and you got the Thousand Island dressing on the marble rye bread. So nothing hey, on the side. Yes, sir. Tell me more. Do we get do we get a <laughs> discount if we if we drop Sherry's name or we order it. Oh yeah, you do. There's a big picture of her up there with, with you know, eating a Reuben sandwich. Let's, let's let Jerry know that you're here for the Sherry Reuben. All right, welcome back to Bears and Beers here. We got two guys known for a long ass time. This is Walker. And uh, this is Tim and Rick, Punt the QB podcast. Why don't you guys uh, welcome into the Bears and Beers. Tell us a little bit about Punt the QB podcast, boys. Yeah, so uh, Punt the QB Fantasy Football Podcast is uh, something that we're really excited about doing. We, Me and Tim have been doing fantasy football for 30 years. I believe we can uh, we can lay claim to, to, to the fact that we brought Walker into fantasy football also about 27 years ago. So we've been doing this together as a, as a pretty tight-knit group from high school, um, having a great time doing it. And we just thought we, we talk fantasy football and betting all the time. Like, why don't we just make a podcast out of it, Tim? Yeah, no, and that's the thing. Rick brought up the idea, hey, why don't we just talk about it? Because I don't want to say we invented it, but we go back to when you had to do that stuff in a spiral notebook with box scores cut out of the newspaper. I mean, you didn't know sometimes if you won till Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, and (laughs) what we like to say also is, you know, prove it, you know, prove it. And you guys actually have the proof. You guys have the binders. You guys nicknamed the the Bible, so... One of these days, you're going to have to put that out, out in print, my friends. Uh, so, yeah, I, I remember having the Marx Brothers, Clayton and Duper. I mean, how many people can say that in fantasy football, you know? Not yeah, many. when you're talking about that, that our quarterbacks were at one point Mark Rippon and Dan Marino. Um, yeah, I think we don't really have to have to verify too much um, <laughs> doing a, a fantasy football doing a fantasy football draft with, uh, with the only fantasy football magazine that was available at the time. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's the, the good old days and just touchdowns and field goals basically only. So what we wanted to do was have a special segment here talking, you know, the P- Punt the QB podcast about fantasy and gambling implications. So the Bears and Bear, Bears Bengals game here today at noon. What do you guys think for fantasy starts and sits? You know, is Ch- you know Jamar Chase, is he for real? Is Montgomery going to have another big game? What do you guys, uh, Dalton revenge game, as we like to joke about in this game, what are you guys uh, seeing on the fantasy side? Tim, you want to go first? Yeah, well, I mean, the line is, is one and a half as of this morning, and the over-under is 44 and a half. What that tells you, since the line opened 
the early look ahead line was five and a half and then it was three. So that means the public really likes the Bengals and the over under being 44 and a half is a really low number, which means we probably can't expect a whole bunch of points out of this game because Vegas is usually right on that stuff. I think if the Bengals are going to get any points, they're going to do it through the secondary because the Bears side, the are through passing because the Bears secondary is just in shambles, you know? Um, so I, I think you got to get your Bengals wide receivers in there. And on, on the Bears end, I thought that David Montgomery being over under uh, 64 and a half of rushing yards uh, was, was an opportunity to take advantage of there. Because if the Bears are going to win, and I do think they're going to win, they're going to do it by rushing the football. Rick? Uh, I don't think the Bears are going to win. Um, I believe that the Bears secondary is trash. Uh, I agree with the, uh, the Bears and Bears um, outlook on last week. Um, Eddie Jackson is trash. I feel like most of this is trash. Uh, I don't really have anything really to be excited about for the bears until Justin Fields starts. I feel like the only fantasy startable players for the bears are David Montgomery, which if you're talking about betting implications, I think 64 and a half going over those rushing yards, that's a, that's a really solid bet. And that's a really solid start in David Montgomery. Um, Allen Robinson, maybe not as solid as a start, but you picked him in the third, fourth round. You got to start that guy. Um, As far as for the Bengals, I mean, Joe Mixon, you know, uh, all those Bengals receivers, uh, it's kind of all hands on deck. I don't know if I would start Joe Burrow. I mean, obviously, if he's your QB one that you drafted, twelfth uh, as the twelfth or thirteenth quarterback picked, and you kind of waited to take a quarterback, you punted the quarterback as the podcast goes. Um, I would say at that at, at that point, you kind of should start him. I think there's just so much value for <clears throat> Bengals this week. I think this is a real eye opener for Bears fans that think that that the Bears are are better than they think they are because they can't stop anybody. Yeah, and being uh, in the league of record, as you guys call it, or the original league, I, I, I unfortunately drafted Allen Robinson, and I have to start him. So, so that's uh, yeah. Well, it's kind of it's kind of disappointing when you have uh, a game last week where he's one of the better receivers in football. I could say he's probably top fifteen, maybe even top ten, if he actually had a quarterback that could throw the ball to him. And he's only running 10, 10 yard routes. I mean, all of his routes last week were on, were ten yards or under, and you're just not going to get it done for a great receiver like that doing that. Well, Walker, if there's anything we can all agree on, if the Bears don't win this game, what game are they going to win, right? Yeah. Now, next week gets the Browns. That's for damn sure. It's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's going to be tough. So, so, you know, Tim, you mentioned something I, I found interesting over under 64 and a half. So from the gambling side from Montgomery, 64 and a half yards, you went over hundred last week against the, uh, against the Rams and only 16 attempts. So is that, is that a clear over to you or, or is Vegas know something that, that, you know, as you say, in your gambling, you know, follow, follow Vegas here. So or for fantasy, do, do well, they know I something? Vegas. I follow Vegas because they usually get it right. But the fact of the matter is every time I think I'm smarter than Vegas, I'm proven wrong, but I just caught that off guard because he went clearly over hundred yards last week. And if they're going to win this game, I think they're going to do it on the strength of David Montgomery. So I, I put a small unit on David Montgomery's over rushing yards. So I'm pretty confident in the bears this week. All right. What do you guys see for over under and uh, bears minus one and a half? Sounds like you guys are both going Bengals money line probably on this one. No, actually I ever bet the bears bears was one of my best bets. I like the bears. I think they're going to win this game. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm on the opposite on this one. I think that uh, I don't I I didn't put it as one of my best bets, but I believe Cincinnati is going to win this game. Um, I'm not going to take the, I'm not going to take the one and a half. Uh, I would think that the Bears uh, when it was three, when it was when it started off at five and a half, then then that's when I jumped on it when it was three. Um, when it gets down under that, there's just not the value to do it because 
is there a chance the Bears win? Yes. I'd rather take the three points and push on a late field goal or a three-point Bears win than, than take it at one and a half. And now, now the Bengals pretty much have to win. All right. Yeah, I, I would probably be you know, Bengals money line at this one. But, but uh, you, know, you guys are the experts in this, so it's good to have your input. And then over under or any other, any other nuggets or any other interesting uh, teasers out there? I would say game. the over-under, I'm, I'm staying away from the over-under because I feel like this game could, if the Bears win, it's probably going to go over. If the Bears lose, it could go over or under. It could be like last week where it was 34-14, or it could end up being, you know, 30-13, to 13 and, the Bears barely, and it barely goes under. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I just don't see the value in an over-under play for the Bears game here. Tim? Yeah. I think the over under 44 and a half, I use that as a guide to tell me that there's not going to be as many points as some of the other games for fantasy purposes, but betting that I'm going to stay away from that. But I think if the bears do win, it'll be a 20 to 17, but I wanted to point out if you're in Illinois, um, bet rivers has a 10% profit boost on the bears on the money line. So that would help get rid of some of the juice. If you really like the bears, uh, we talked in our podcast, DraftKings has a 20% profit boost for every game. So if you like something and you're in Illinois, take advantage of all these boosts. These guys are giving you, they're giving you freebies just to choose their site. So, I mean, you're the consumer, get the best price. All right, guys, tell us how to, uh, how to find punt the QB and you guys on Twitter, you guys on Facebook, you we're on Spotify. How do we find you guys? Yeah, we're all, we're all over the place. We're on anchor. We're on Spotify. Um, it's called the punt the QB fantasy football podcast. You can just put punt the QB. It'll pop up. Um, we are, uh, on Twitter as well. I am at Rick punt the QB and Tim. Um, t- I am punt the QB fantasy football. I throw up pool uh polls just to see what everybody's thinking and um just to kind of spread the fun and have have fun happy sunday guys happy sunday all right well bears of beers nation make sure you guys check out punt the qb love having you guys on look forward to having you guys on in uh, future segments yeah absolutely thanks man uh, and once again any of uh, any of your listeners have any fantasy football questions they're more than free to drop it to us on twitter and uh and we'll reply all right thanks walker awesome right. awesome being brother yeah thanks walker having you guys on Go Bears. It is the first game back for fans at Silver Field since December of 2019. And just kind of made me think of all the wonderful tailgates we've had there at Silver Field. And uh, we've talked about a couple of these tailgates, but talk about beers. What, what is your favorite tailgate beer? And what's a strategy that you like to implore tailgating and drinking beers, Flipka? I'd have to say my favorite tailgate beer would be the old Silver Bullet Coors Light. Okay, not too high in the uh, in the alcohol content. There, you could just yes. really start yes. slinging them down. Um, you know, not too heavy, pretty light. Just uh, piss your way through the afternoon and have a blast. <laughs> Which is dangerous at Soda Field because the bathroom lines are god awful, or god awful again, brutal, brutal. But CZ, how about you? You going silver bullet? Or what are you going with? Tailgate? Yeah, I'm going to go with with flip guy. That one. It's it, if you're going to go tailgating, you have to. It's got to be like a silver bullet or a Miller Lite. You can't be drinking beers that have 10 percent alcohol. That you'll be passed out before you even walk in the door to see the game. I went to. Uh, I had a fantasy draft a few weeks back, and it was at 10 a.m. And one of the guys, one of the guys, pulled out a, a triple, a, a, you know, a, a triple beer, 9.5 percent alcohol at 9:30 in the morning. I was I was really impressed. God. Yeah, he, That's he insane. Somehow he made it through. But to your point, guys, the, the key to tailgating is the marathon beer. You you know this is not a sprint. This is the marathon. You're going to be there from 
All right, what do you guys start tailgating for a new game? 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m.? Yeah, probably 7.30, 8. Yeah, yeah probably 8, 8 o'clock with a nice bratwurst on the old grill for breakfast. <laughs> Brat for breakfast. And you got to make it through all the way through to, what, 3.30 or 4. So, yeah, you need to have the marathon beers. And then after the game, once the Bears, you know, have normally done what they, have, they do and break your heart, then you go into the 10% beers. You go to the Hop Slams. You go to a really strong Oktoberfest like the Adam Special from Two Brothers, something like that to you know to go ahead and ease the pain after a Bears loss. Which let's hope that's not the case today, fellas. What do you guys? Uh, what's your prediction for today? Right now it's a, you know minus one and a half for the Bears and forty four and a half over under. CZ Bears Bengals today at the, on the lakefront. What do you got? I'm I'm gonna say Bears twenty four, Bengals twenty one. Okay, all right. Over and the Bears get, get the uh, victory. Flipka. The Bears win this game 31-28 to 28 on a Cairo Santos last uh, second 53-yard field goal. All right, 31-20. That's, that's a good one, Cairo Santos. Uh, you know, we should have used Santos a few times last week in these fourth downs, so hopefully Nagy will do that. This, uh, to me, on paper, the Bears should not win this game, but it's one of those games the Bears come out, and, and I did see they control the game the entire, the entire way, and uh, <clears throat> I see the Bears winning 24-17. to 17. I think it's a 24-10 game, and I think the, the uh, Bengals get a touchdown late in the fourth quarter, maybe onside kick they miss, and uh, it's actually a, a, an easy game for the Bears. It's just one of these things when it feels that they should get blown out or lose that they come through, so... I'm going 24-17 Bears. Hopefully all three of us are right, right? Right, fellas? Yeah, a win's a win, my friends. That's a clean a sweep, fellas. All right. All three well, of us. Well, enjoy the game today. We are out. We, we are the Bears of Bears. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on TikTok. We've got a new Facebook page as well. And as always, we love the Chicago Bears, and we love beers. We are Bears. just three big, hairy men talking football. <laughs>